Hi, I'm Carmen Wild, and this is Business Without Barriers, the show proving you can move through barriers when you bring back humanity into business. Our guest today, rugby legend AJ Fenter, is proof that big things can happen to people from small towns. He grew up in the southern free state of South Africa. And one of his early stints was a year in the military as a tank driver. His rugby career took off in his early 20s, and he grabbed an opportunity to live and play rugby in Italy for three years. He's fluent in Italian, and he loves a good plate of authentic pasta. On his return to South Africa, his professional rugby career rocketed, and he went on to represent the Springbok rugby team as a flanker in 25 tests. Post his rugby career, he's worked in the banking, transport, and property sectors. He's currently head of new business at iTech Group. AJ is a public speaker, and he also hosts his own podcast show called Life with AJ Fenter. AJ's experience with rugby fame and the reality post-stardom has taken him to new heights. Today, he stands tall, literally and figuratively, as a man of substance, a man who's learned how to master disaster, a man with passion to inspire others to rise up victorious, no matter what the barriers, which is why I'm so excited to welcome you onto the show today. How's it, bud? How are you? Sure. Thank you. That was um, an incredible intro. I like that. I'm going to actually, what have you done there? You want it? Yeah. You're welcome. I'll give you full copyrights. Thank you. How's it, Carms? Oh, no, it's absolutely awesome in Mauritius. How is it in you're in, where are you? Belito. Well, I'm in Durban. I'm in Durban. I'm actually in Belito. Mm -hmm. So, Belito, I don't know, you you know Belito is like, what is it, like 40 kilometers, 30 kilometers north of Durban. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's going well, man. We, um, you you just said I work for iTech. So we've got a, we've had an office um, just before lockdown uh, in in Durban. And we were on a month to month, actually, on on our rental. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were about to sign a new lease with uh, with quite a nice office in Mshlanga Reach on the reach there by yeah. fancy people. <laughs> and, um, and uh literally just man, we were a week away from signing and all of a sudden lockdown came. So I am sitting in my house, we're working from our so big and we were lucky that we we were on a month to month lease because we could obviously then get out of our lease. Mm, mm. Unfortunately for, for our landlord, but for us you know, at least we don't have uh, that overhead right now. Yes. So working from home, which is challenging, right? I mean, yeah. our whole life is a little bit thrown upside down. I don't know. I think you might, you, I don't know if you've if you had an office before. You guys may be working from home. Uh, no. you know, we've always worked from home because our client, we go to our clients. Okay, well, now yeah. <laughs> we don't go to our clients. Yeah. So um, yeah. life has got quite cozy, hasn't it? <laughs> It's, it's, you know what it is? It's also, it's cozy, but it's, it's challenging. It is challenging. I, I, yeah, I, I, You're the outdoors I, guy. But I get energy from people. So yes. um, I want to be around people every now and then. I, I don't want to be with people all the time, but yes. uh, you know, there's times at least 
once, twice a day, I want to be able to sit in the office and just bounce an idea mm. off to someone next to me or mm. ask a question uh, that I feed on a bit of energy from yes. other people. So, yes. um, the, the, the bit at home is nice, um, but I mean, from bedroom to here to kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. I get you. And so many people are, are battling with that. I suppose for me, it was sort of business as usual because most since we moved to Mauritius, we've been mostly online. Um, but when it's not what you're used to, yes, it's a hell of an adjustment. And especially now because, you, guys, you know... Uh, mm? You guys actually, I mean, I'm, I'm actually just thought about now. So you do uh, coaching to individuals more than, than, than groups, right? No, I do group coaching too. So basically I've oh, been great. doing Zoom coaching for groups. Um, okay. So we do work with um, CEOs and executives as well. And then we do leadership coaching. So, and Interestingly enough, um, at first it was for some groups, it's a bit difficult to, to deal with the challenge and people are at home, so they have different connectivity. They don't all have a good setup. Some people are maybe also a little bit, um, um, you know, maybe embarrassed that their, their home is not so cool. Um, but that's what's... You know what? People don't want to see themselves. They, they battle. The they battle with that. They're so self-conscious about... Yes. You can see yourself all the time, right? And then you lose the beginning of <laughs> yes, your talk. Yes, exactly. That's like a big thing for people. But you know what? It's all, it, it, it becomes the new norm, right? After you've done it three or four times, because now you're Absolutely. forced to do it. Absolutely. You're forced so, to do it. And that's why, I mean, people, companies like Zoom and, um, and we use Starleave, I mean, this is golden time for them right now. Absolutely. Now people have to do it. And this just shows you again. Like if you if you if you're forced into something, you can do anything. Like I remember one of the girls at our office mm. did not want to. In fact, good story. We were taking photographs for our website mm-hmm. um, just before lockdown, and the one lady was saying, "No, I, mean, I I don't like photographs. Please don't take a photograph of me." Um, and now she is on Zoom or on Starleaf every day, talking, chatting, and that is look at that. Disappeared. That amazing. That Yes. Stop. And that's the thing with humans. I we, we we often tell ourselves we can't do things, but if you push down the line, you break that that wall, that barrier, and all of a sudden it's nothing. But we build these things around us so many times. I've done it. Abs- absolutely. Well, that's exactly what the show is all about. It's showcasing that it really is mostly perception. It's actually mostly a mindset. And the barrier is only a barrier as long as you think it is. The minute you found a solution, the minute you found someone who's done what you think you can't do, who, who, who can talk you, talk you through it, it's no longer a barrier and you move on. And, um, you know, when we understand how this actually works, we can actually get through any barrier. There is actually, I don't know, have you come across any barrier in your life so far, um, AJ, and you've had many. I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk through some of it. You've, you've come across so many different barriers. Was there any way you, to this day, can say, I could not move through that one? Has there ever been such a barrier? Um, I, I, I don't think so, actually. Um, so, you know, for, for, as you started asking the question, I was thinking, 
up until this call with you now, I've been doing some studying. So I'm 47 years old mm-hmm. and it's hard to study at this age. You know, it's hard to learn, man. It's not, I actually, to be honest, I'll straight away, I hate it. <laughs> what are you studying? But it's, huh? it's just some internal stuff at work. Right? Uh, so okay. Yeah. Yeah. This thing, uh, it's, it's modules on, upon modules that we've got to do over a month's time and it's mm-hmm. really time consuming. And I, I started a bit late. I only started like two weeks into it. You know, I was a bit mm-hmm. distracted and it was sudden. And, and, and the more I waited, the bigger mm. it became to start, you know, it, was, mm. oh, it, it, it became like a thing in, oh, I can't, I, can't, I don't want to start. <laughs> and two days ago, I got myself to just sit down uh, and I did a nice, a full day and I did a whole night last night, got up early this morning and all of a sudden, Hmm. It just flows. Now it just yes, flows. Yes, absolutely. Right now. Absolutely. So that's, that's, what it, that's right. So anything in life, and, I, and, and we're not all meant to do anything. I mean, I will never run 100 meters as fast as Bolt. I mean, <laughs> but there, there are certain like parameters or blocks that we, that, that we put ourselves in. And, and like, like I said, I've done it many times, but it's all in here. You start, yes. it is all in here. It's all yeah. in here. Absolutely. We, we build those walls in our minds. Um, and, and, it's, and sometimes hard to see that, right? It's sometimes, mm. Hard to, mm. sometimes you need someone else to say to you, yeah. listen, I can see what's happening and then people. <laughs> and I have to say like I've got you haven't met Danny, I've got a uh, I've got a girlfriend, fantastic girlfriend, and she is so awesome. In that, yeah. She's so good for me in that sense, you know. She's um in a nice way, I always say just be, just look out for that, watch out for that, you know, and that's what you need sometimes and you'll and, and mm. then you gotta go. All right. I need to take that in and I need mm. to sit with it and think about it and work it out. Mm. How am I going to fix this thing? So that's, it's all in the mind. It's all, it's it's so all in the mind. It's so all in the mind, which, which, which is actually such an amazing thing to wrap our minds around because it means yeah. that there's just opportunity all around us constantly. Yeah. And well, I, I actually, just let's just go into this as well. I mean, I talk about this on all my podca- podcasts. Maybe mm-hmm. this is the, 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 the entry point for it. But mm-hmm. um, So a few years ago, I did go through a very difficult time where um, I had a nervous breakdown. And the nervous breakdown was... Not because I've got a chemical imbalance or any mm-hmm. of those things. It really just was life was tough and life is tough. Life is yes. hard for everyone. Right now, yes. life is hard for many, many people. Um, life is hard when you don't have enough money. Life is hard when you don't have someone that loves you or you don't love someone. Or life is hard when uh, someone in your close family passes away so there's I mean this is just three or four of them there are many many things that mm. uh, just push people but just normal life right mm. and so for me it was money lost a lot of money um, uh, went through two divorces over a few years um, and, and, and small, a few small other things and, and, and these things just really started building and the pressure started building mm. it's a very long story I actually do talks to businesses about this but I'm, I'm going to try and give it to you like in a few minutes but, <laughs> so, the, so, so this, this whole thing happened and 
I literally had a nervous breakdown where the stress and the anxiety became so much that over this one weekend, this one Friday, I just realized that there's something wrong. I, I would, I'd find it hard to walk that morning. I find it hard to focus. I felt like I had fever. My hands were sweating. And by the afternoon, I couldn't, I, it was hard to walk. Mm. I was lying on my couch. I was, I was struggling. It was, the anxiety took over my, 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 my body. Your physicality. Mm. So my physicality, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. And um, I did go to the doctor. I grabbed tablets on that Friday, but drank, uh, the, used the, uh, the tablets on the Friday and the Saturday. And Sunday morning, I realized I don't like medicine. I don't want to take these things. And I just didn't take it further. On that Sunday, the anxiety came back immediately. The minute I decided not to take these tablets, and, and, and it was anxiety tablets, so mm-hmm. I didn't want them. I've still got them here in my, in my bathroom. <laughs> I use them as a little example. A souvenir. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't take them again. And that afternoon, the anxiety was straight back again. And I managed to remember a guy's name, Alan Kleinans, who was one of the Sharks um, uh, 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 head coaches when I was playing on about the 2000s. Um, he ended up moving to the UK. He works for Tony Robbins. Uh, mm-hmm. his company. So, I mean, I can't afford the guy. Um, he sits in the UK um, and I did get managed. I managed to get hold of him on Facebook and he said to me, listen, I'm in Eastern Europe, but I will give you some time on Skype in a week sometime. So, he did give me three sessions and this is where the story now ties in with, with how we started this conversation about everything in the mind. So, this pattern of me going through this anxiety patch and hitting rock bottom that Friday like my mind taking over my body was Mm. only my mind Mm. and and how did I realize this he said to me a few things one of them is what can you identify what it is that gives you the anxiety what is it that gives you that intense feeling mm. of, of anxiousness and i said well it's it's finances uh divorces relationships etc etc okay from now on for the next until until you're better i want you to every time that you feel this anxiety wear this in the middle of the night because i didn't sleep at the time i I mean, I sleep like two, three hours and I just wake up, wake up, wake up. I said, whether it's in the middle of the night or whether it is in the day or in the morning, it doesn't matter. When you feel that moment of anxiety, you know what that feeling does? It's in your chest. I said to him, it's my chest. Yeah, I feel like I feel it in my chest here. So, okay. The minute it happens, I want you to identify that thought. And I want you to, whatever, the, if it's money or doubt or uh, uh, finance, uh, um, uh, relationships, see that thing, see it as a little balloon somewhere here say I respect you and for now in your mind wipe it away and say I respect you but right now I'm not going to focus on you and I'm going to try and focus on something positive and whether it is the fact that I've got a protein shake a cell phone a microphone drinking water I'm alive this morning the small things in life just start training your brain to identify that negative take it away and think about something that's really good in your life. Mm-hmm. So obviously for the first week, it was horrible. I mean, it, 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 I, I did this all the time and, and it didn't feel like it worked. But three, four months down the line, not I want to say miraculously, but it's not a miracle. It's just hard work. All of a sudden, my mind started changing like a muscle that you train in the gym. Mm-hmm. I started changing my thought processes, stopping the negatives, 
filling it up with positive. I mean, there's much more to this. I mean, I started meditating, which is which ties in with this as well in terms of thought processes. But I realized that day, and 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 I was, I mean, I was 44, 43 years old. I was, I mean, I'm a grown man. But I, my whole life, I didn't realize how powerful thoughts are. And yes. we, we often let thoughts run away with us, and it and it mm-hmm. dictates our lifestyle. Mm. Even thoughts of what people think of us, right? Um, for a long time, I was very conscious of what people think or, or what I think people, in, in fact, yeah, yes. what people think of me. I think people think of me. It might not even be what those people are thinking of me, but mm. it's what I think they are thinking of me. And, and, and I know that there are people like me as well that, that's that's all false, right? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not the truth. It's, it's perception. In my mind that yes. I'm thinking, they thinking of me, yes. and that changes my lifestyle. Come on, you let something that's not even real change the way you live your day, life on a daily basis. So, another, I mean, so so many beautiful things that I've learned through this difficult time and and you know maybe for someone there are definitely people going through this that's going to listen to this as well for sure just know that sometimes these things are needed as well i mean mm. i definitely i needed to go through that time to learn more about me and learn about life Kill, thank you for that I aj went, i went yeah. deep there I you went, went deep. deep you went deep <laughs> you went like flipping right into that you tackled it <laughs> like a true rugby player <laughs> tackled it head on no. but it's so beautiful for you to share that because how many people actually understand that you can do something like that and take something simple but like you say hard to do because you need the discipline and you had the discipline. Now, that's something that the minute you, you, you said it took months, I thought, okay, so, so there's more to this thing than just the tactic because it actually needed the discipline and, 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 and you have this winning quality. And I'd like to backtrack a little bit in terms of how you developed such, such discipline because that in itself is such a powerful quality. And maybe we can kind of do like the movies do where, you know, go a year before what you've just described. And uh, or or maybe it was even more than a year into your your heyday in terms of the the rugby years, because it would be wonderful to also contrast what you've just described with. So you had the high, then you hit the slow, and then you come out as a typical hero's journey where, mm. you know, high, low, high, low, and, and, and it's the way in which you deal with those highs and lows that actually determines the, the substance of, of your life. So mm. I would love for you to give us some insight on in terms of the high. So you were in the Springbok rugby team. And there are some amazing, we'll go into the, 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 the tougher sides of it, but for now, I'd like you to paint a picture. Take us on one of your trips. So say you, you, you went into, um, so it's, it's one of the, the trips away. And from the moment that you um, start traveling, the parties and, and, and the girls maybe, or, you know, give us a little glimpse of that life. What did it look like? Mm. And I suppose, I mean, as, as, as rugby players, we really aren't at the level of, 
of soccer players. Soccer players, yes, I understand. Yes, players, yes, or, yes. I mean, mm -hmm. they're, they're, we, we, we're not, even as far as to say, like the English rugby players, they yes, are, yes. the guys earn much more than another level mm -hmm. in terms of yes. uh, celebrity. And it's a horrible word, celebrity, but it's something that people make up. Mm -hmm. for people that they perceive are celebrities. But yes. So for me, firstly, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly just start from when I was younger and I, and mm. I tell the story to on, on, my, on my talk as well. I uh, was uh, born, I was born in the free state in 1973. Mm -hmm. If you were born in 1973, uh, with a white skin in this country, you were yep. born into uh, fortune. Uh, and yes, I, and, and yes, maybe not absolutely. Right yes. Um, but it doesn't matter if you had money or not, you were already very lucky. Mm. Lucky, probably not the, the right word as well. I'm looking for another word. Um, oh, um, but I suppose blessed in a way, yes. Mm. Yes. Mm. So, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> so that's the first thing. Secondly, I was, I'm tall. Um, mm -hmm. My dad gave me a rugby ball when I was three or four. I can't remember how old I was. Mm -hmm. um, not only was I tall, I was fast mm -hmm. and I could, I had, I had a natural ability to play with this oval thing, pass it, pass it, pass it right? <laughs> And and this oval thing is just my toy. It's not a, yes. it's not work. It's not hard. I just play with this thing. Can't wait to wake up in the morning and play this thing. So I've got all this natural ability given to me. I didn't I didn't work for that. I got given this thing, this rugby ball, and off I went. And I played this game that I love. Now mm. there's no uh, hardship in there. There's no hard work in there from from where I see it. Mm -hmm. uh, just started playing rugby because of all these attributes, started playing in first teams through my career. Still just fun. Still just fun. Of course, there's a lot of fitness, a lot of hard work, but it's not hard. It's fun, mm -hmm. right? It's fun. Um, and I, I normally say, and literally from there, I became a springbok. The next thing I know, I was a springbok rugby player. So I... I always say to people, rugby players, they must, they must be careful if they say, oh, they worked so hard, they worked so hard. I say, I, I disagree a little bit. If you, if you play at the national level, um, of course, there was some discipline. Of course, mm. you had some of the best coaches in the world. Of course, you had some of the best nutrition in the world. You were given this God-given talent already, so you're, you're there. Um, it, it's not it's not that hard if you if you play at that level you've got mm. the attributes you've been you've been conditioned by the yes. best of the best all the way to where you are mm -hmm. so i'm I, I definitely don't see myself as someone special in terms of this game I, i'm just very lucky but coming back to touring playing man i have to tell you i loved it and when i was when i was young uh Starting traveling overseas. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm from, from the free state, right? It's in the middle of the country. There's nothing there, and uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, all of a sudden, I I got uh, this, the opportunity to go play in Italy for, for wow. Years. 
And I'll never, ever forget, first time overseas, I'm going overseas for seven months to play rugby in Italy. I don't even know where I'm going. My, my mate that waited for me at the airport, Christian Stewart, he still till today jokes, he says he's standing in the airport and across from the airport comes this guy with khaki clothes, like a farm boy, with long khaki socks and a, and a comb in his sock, like he was making stuff up. But it was probably, it was probably close to that, to be honest with you. I live in, in, in Italy in a place called Rovigo, and Rovigo is 40 minutes from Venice. Now, mm, um, for a young farm boy from the Free State, ne- I mean, I'm, I'm still in bloom. The next thing, I'm living in a town next to Venice. I never forget ending up taking the train, traveling there at least twice a week, just walking around in Venice. <laughs> I cannot believe that I'm living here. Like, <laughs> That's so awesome. And through the years... Um, you know, I'll never forget in the beginning, uh, you know, when, you, when you're young, you, you, you're dumb and you're silly and you, all you want to do is play PlayStation. And, and for the first two, three years on tours, you know, we always in a, in a hotel room. That's what I did. And then all of a sudden, halfway through my career, somewhere I realized that this thing is going to come to an end. And I've got this incredible opportunity to see the world and understand and learn other cultures and all of a sudden something in my mind changed and i started really enjoying my trips and uh in our off time started going uh you know not playing golf or or playstation but going and spend time with locals and meeting people and Mm. understanding the different cultures so i always uh, in, in in my talk i always also mentioned that one of the biggest thing that rugby and sport gave me is the opportunity to understand other cultures, learn other cultures, understand that there's other religions. Mm. Um, you know, often we, me, not we, me, uh, I definitely at a stage in my, in, my, in, my, in my life, I was, you know, that's my religion. This is what I do. This is what I want to do. I'm Afrikaans. I speak like it. And somewhere in my, in my career, having been exposed to all these different cultures and people and religions, I realized there's so much more. There's so much more than just your circle of friends and your little small circle. (coughs) When you're in that circle, it feels like it's everything, right? It's your mate, your family, that's everything. But if if you're lucky enough sometimes to get pushed just a little bit outside the boundaries of that, you realize, oh my goodness, there's actually so much more. What what an awesome realization. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. So apart from the rugby and all the beautiful things and the girls and everything <laughs> tell us what it felt like to be drooled over by so many gorgeous girls including the italian ones <laughs> mm. so i mean that's a real thing right you mm. you are 20 or 25 or 28 or 30 years old um some players are really solid and they get married when they're 25 years old that wasn't my uh, path. Um, I was single for, I had girlfriends, but I was single, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not married for, I was married to Italian lady in the beginning. Uh, fantastic girl. Um, but when you're that young and all of a sudden you start making a little bit of money and people all of a sudden perceive you to be something amazing, you don't actually think that, but 
people are mm. giving you these accolades and these, and they start treating you in a certain way. And so it's very difficult for young kids not to be affected by that. I mean, I definitely absolutely mm. no doubt. It's very, very difficult. Um, so that is a difficult thing to control, and. And also that ties in with, I mean, this is a business podcast, so it, it ties in with some of the hardship that I felt as well because you're this rugby player at this level. Yes. You earn a certain income. You get treated a certain way and, and, you, and, you, and you retire and there's a drop there in many things. Yes, uh, yes. Salary, the way people treat you, and all of a sudden mm. you are now in a business and you start right at the bottom again. Mm. So now you are 30 years or 35 years old, you you start at an epi stage, wherever business you go, you can't just walk mm. into the top, it doesn't work like that. Mm. Um, people don't really trust you. They trust you on the rugby field, but they don't trust you to talk about So there's a space there after sport retirement where a lot of guys find it really hard either mm. and i know many many people do mm, mm. And, but you know i just want to make a comment there aj because uh, you you making the, the correlation with sport and then having to literally reinvent yourself and and start from scratch at 35 where most people are starting their careers even after university it's maybe 23 or 25 yeah. However, we've got a very interesting situation going on in the world today where it's not a sport, a change in, from sport to business, but what we've got is a global pandemic that led to lockdowns, that led to a complete global meltdown on a financial um, level, people losing their jobs, businesses going under, things like hospitality industry, uh, flip. it's sure what used to be hot before, no one's traveling. And if you're in that industry, you're absolutely stuffed. People are needing to write this minute more than ever before having to reinvent. So going through something very similar to what you had to go through, change industry, change perception of yourself, you're at a later phase of life. Teach us or share with us some of the things that you learned to do to make that shift so that others in a similar situation can, can learn from your experiences. Well, you're 100 right. I mean, right now, there are many, many, many people that sit with similar situations. And I mean, I can, I, I can touch on a few things that, that, that I've changed uh, with the difficult time I went through, if you, if you don't mind. So, mm, of course. Um, and this might not resonate to everyone, but it might definitely resonate to some people. But the, the, the bottom line is it's about making the changes. It's about identifying right now what the problems are for people. Identify mm. those problems. How do you fix it? What are you going to do? So for yes. me, when I... <clears throat> And in the, the difficult times, a few things that I've changed, and I'm going to touch on one or two of them quickly. So the first thing for me was, there's a saying, you will become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah, I've very powerful. Many, mm. many times before, I've, I've seen mm. the quote, but it's never really uh, hit home until um, I went through this tough time. 
because I've, I've got a lot of friends. I know a lot of people. Well, I know I've got a few friends, but I know a lot of people. And um, often people closest to you are the people that affect you the most because you're mm-hmm. always with them, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you spend, if I've got friends around me and, and, fi- and, and four of those five friends are, are guys that are always talking about uh, South Africa, for example, the government being rubbish or shit, uh, uh, or you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's always too bloody cold, or um, <laughs> you know, being racist, or whatever. Yes, if you've yes. got those people around, if four of your five people speak about what, whatever that thing is, the, the chances are really good that you're going to do the same. Absolutely. On the flip side, if you are, if, if I've got four of my five closest mates or girlfriends or friends. If they are positive, uplifting, uh, if they uh, support you when you are down by lifting you up, then the chances are you, you're gonna quick, better, quickly, uh, you know, feel better or, or, or get better. Mm. And so, one of the big things that I've realized is that I've got some some good mates, but I've also got some friends in my circle of friends that that wasn't benefiting AJ. They weren't. They were just being themselves. But mm. at that time, I didn't need those personalities. I'm so sorry. I said I was going to put it off. That's um, okay. And so, and so, that's one of the biggest things I've learned. And I had to change some of my friends. I really had to start. And it's a difficult thing because you've got to do it slowly, right? You can't. Absolutely. You can't be rude to people because they are just being them. It's it's not your problem. Mm. So I had to, over a few uh, years, slowly, slowly started seeing less of some of my friends and and fill those spaces because you can't have no friends. You you've got to <laughs> fill those voids with someone that you that you feel is are going to benefit you. And yeah. I have to tell you, that's that's one of the best things I've done. I've got now five or six people around me that at any time I can pick up my phone and call these people and and, and, and not only that, just being around them, just being around them, subconsciously, the things they say, 90% is going to be positive and, and, and stuff that I want to hear, stuff that, stuff that uplifts, uplifts me. So that's probably the biggest thing. This, the second thing I'll quickly touch on as well is, you know, currently in this world we live in, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy world, right? I mean, I that's for sure. Bomb, <laughs> yeah. This bomb in Beirut last night. Um, immediately, I mean, it's a horrible thing. Immediately, all the social media platforms blew up and like I've read 10 different stories and, mm. and all look credible about this mm. thing, right? So we live in this world where we are absolutely bombarded by mm. data. Now, mm. data, it's not going to go away. Data, no. Information no. that we're going to receive from our phones, yes. from our computers, in our cars, everything is technology. It's, it's not. It's not going to. It's, not, it's just going to get more and more and more and more. Now, social media. People always go, "Oh, social media is horrible." No, no, no. It's not. It is what you do with it and who you follow. Mm. That is the important bit. And so, I realized that this one day I just woke up and I thought, "Oh my goodness, I, I, I'm so tired of." 
this person and that person, that person posting stuff on my, on my feed. And then I realized, but I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can block them, delete them, take them off. And I literally spend an, a year and a half and I call it rinsing my social media where I started. I like that. Yeah. Every morning, uh, sitting in my bed, I would uh, d- delete or unfollow three, four or five or six, sometimes 10. As I'm scrolling, I don't like that. I don't like it. <clears throat> but then again, as I started uh, taking those people or, or pages off my social media, and that, that's not Facebook, that's everything. Mm. I started adding to those empty spots, positive stuff. And there are many, there are thousands mm. of people, pages that you can follow on any um, uh, social media platform that can be uplifting and that can be positive for you. So again, that was also not an easy thing. It took some time because mm. for years I've built my social media platforms and now I've got to change it again, right? So um, that possibly was the second most important thing. And this is all data, right? So, so That's so interesting, yes. And the, and the data that we allow change our, our, our mindset, our perception, our thoughts. Mm. So and it's changing your energy all the time. Mm. Big time. Big yes. Time. So it's all the mm. same thing. It all goes hand in hand. You want to control your thoughts, but you also want to control the data you lie into your subconscious. Yes. You want to make sure that this thing is clean. Oof, I'm going deep again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I, what you're saying is, yes, it's all good and well. You control what's in there, but you've got to also control what's coming in from the outside. And, and what you've picked up here is actual friends physical friends around you, the people that you've built up these relationships with for many years, but not necessarily all good for you. And then yeah. the actual stuff that you're consuming through the, your social media, which impacts us massively. I mean, for some people, especially your younger generations, that is the stuff constantly consuming them and mm-hmm. impacting them. So if you can clean that out, you're not taking in noise, which means that yeah. you can your, your thoughts can change. Yeah. And then if you're replacing all the stuff that you're rinsing out with, <laughs> with new amazing energy and, and, and maybe people now that resonate with you, you what, what I'm seeing there, AJ, is you've actually, by doing just those two incredible things, and thank you for sharing that because those are not necessarily things pe- people would think about in terms of a, a reinvention. Yeah. And by doing that, you've actually literally changed your, your morphogenic field. So it's, it's the field yeah. around you that, that, that attracts um, like, like um, energy. And yeah. um, if you're completely changing that, wow, you, you, you're attracting um, a yeah. whole new shift into your energy field, which, which is incredible. Yeah. And, and you sharing that with me, I can actually see why you've had such a, a, an incredible transformation. Because if you look at your rugby days and you look at yourself now, what is the thing that has changed the most for you about yourself? Hmm. Well, I would say that I was a cocky little bastard when I was playing rugby. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because now you've given me an opportunity to ask you about that. So I asked a few people, I say, I'm going to, I'm going to interview AJ Fenter. When you think about his rugby days, what comes to mind? So <laughs> I just asked a few family members and 
there was the determination, this like fierce discipline and winning, you know, like that, like ferociousness in terms of wanting to win. And then there were some really interesting ones where I thought, okay, I don't know this, this AJ Fent. It was like, he was a bully. He was brutal. He was ruthless. He was the enforcer. <laughs> and I yeah. thought... Hey, so you resonate with, with those words because I'm sure some of your fan base or... 100%. Yes. 100%. 100%. And so How different are you today from that? No. For, listen, I'm on the other side of the world from, from that. Um, so I often say that if people, if people meet me now that, 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 that knew me, if someone hasn't seen me in 15 years and they see me now and they hear me talk about the things I talk, they'll probably go, this guy's gone crazy. Who's the guy <laughs> bring AJ Fender back? <laughs> um, no, so, but, but in a good way, I... Yes. I definitely look. We, we we play in a sport that if you are a bigger physical guy, you, you know it's physical. It's a physical sport, and exactly. for some reason, I tagged onto that. The enforcer word has been thrown around so many times. I tagged onto that, and I like that. And I and, I, mm. and, I, and that thing it's, gave it's me my actually power. a bit sexy. I must say, you know, if you put it in a rugby context, all of those. Um, the scriptures actually matched. Yeah. So we've got to also put it into context. If we were sure. talking about the AJ today and saying those things, it would be like a little bit out of context yeah. where you're at yeah, right now sure. in your life. But in that context, it was, it was the brand. It was rugby's a hard game. It's a brawny game. It's like, there's nothing pretty about it. <laughs> so it, yeah. it matched yeah. the, 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 the role you were playing. So yeah. it's just yeah, fun so, to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. So, I mean, I'm just, it's a very good question. Uh, and I've never actually given it as much thought as I'm doing right now. And I'll just off the cuff reply. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely was uh, short-tempered, but again, it's sports-related, mm -hmm. short-tempered, um, physical, but, but no doubt that, because it, because it does become you, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's very hard to split the rugby player from the normal uh, guy, young guy. Mm -hmm. You are the same person. So whatever you kind of do on the field probably is very close to what you, what you are, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, and so I just know that the guy, the person I am today is so far removed from from that guy and it's got mainly to do with the difficult time i went through um, mm. because a lot of things was put into perspective and 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 people go through those kind of things on, in different ways like i said it could be death in the family it could be mm. whatever there, there are many reasons why people can get pushed to a place where they've got mm. to change their, their pathway mm. and so but, I, but I'm really happy with with me being able to today sit and see that young guy that is a little bit cocky um, you know he's a young guy gets paid a certain amount of money it's okay I, I can respect that fellow over there but I'm really happy that, I'm, that I've left him there um, mm. and like for example I would have never learned to meditate I would have never learned to meditate if it wasn't for you know, going through that time. And, and so meditation for me is also is one of the biggest 
positives that came came out of it. It's, it's, mm. I don't know if you meditate. I'm sure you do. Yes, I do. Um, yeah, it's um, it, it's incredible. We, you know, when you when you, and so a lot of people, I would imagine, because I I I was very religious when I was younger, um, and so if someone if someone would have told me about meditation in my religious in my religion, I'm I, I wouldn't have taken it nicely because it's yes. I don't understand it. I don't know yes. what it is. Um, mm. you, you, you get told in your church that it's possibly not, you know, there's other mm. religions that mm-hmm. have meditation. But it's mm-hmm. got nothing to do with religion, really. It's got nothing mm. to do with religion. There are <clears throat> certain followings that meditate, but meditation is just a science. It's mm. Absolutely. It's, it's, mm. it's the most beautiful thing. Like, you know, still now, if, 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 if times are hard, if, like, again, life's normal, right? We're going through COVID, it's tough. Sometimes the stress just takes me all i need is five ten fifteen minutes on my couch close my eyes just think of nothing and the minute i come out of there i'm ready for the day again and it's the mm. most incredible thing people don't understand it i'll on every podcast i do i always say if, if there's one person that i can reach to explore meditation mm. do it. it 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 changes your life wow Thank you. That's beautiful. Beautiful. And even as you were talking about it, I almost went into a meditative state because <laughs> your, your voice changed. I lost you for a second there. Sorry. No worries. I said, as, even as you were talking about meditation, you went into sort of a hypnotic state, <laughs> which was, was kind of beautiful. <laughs> so, if, you know, it would be really cool. If you think, and, and I, I know you only as this AJ, I don't know you as, as, as the rugby AJ. If you look at your life right now and where it's at, and yes, I know it's taken lots of twists and turns and, and highs and lows, but if you look at it now and, and you were to describe the, 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 some of the richness of it, what, you know, what, what do you have now? Even through all those dips and changes and what have you, I mean, you had this, like you said, you know, sort of celebrity status, stardom, fame. And now you've got a very different life, yet you've created something quite tangibly beautiful. So what do you have now that you didn't have before? I've got a second life. So, and I'll explain to you why I say that. So I've mm-hmm. posted a thing on Instagram a few days ago and, and I, 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 hopefully I'm going to get it right. It goes like this. Each man has got two lives and the second one starts when you realize you've got only one. Mm. That's, I like that. Yeah, I know that is so, nice. <laughs> That's very yummy. <laughs> two lives, and the mm. second one starts the moment you realize you've got only one. And mm. so, what I've got now is a second opportunity. Uh, it's like I'm 10 again. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm starting in business, I'm learning every day, um, I'm growing as a man, I'm growing as a partner, I'm growing as a friend. I'm exploring anything and everything that's possible to explore in, in, in terms of knowledge, in terms of life. And it comes back to my previous statement. Life is not you, your family, the five people you spend time with, and the little town you live in or the city you live in. 
that's not that's not it there's so much more explore and that's what i'm doing right now i'm i'm there's nothing that I'll say no to. There's nothing that I won't take a chance on trying. Uh, of course, I'm not going to do killer drugs. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing <laughs> that I won't explore that is safe for AJ. Or, you know, often we, we don't do things because society. Yeah, exactly. The judgments. Yes, yes. The judgments. Mm. And I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, so, I'm really happy that I crossed that barrier that I could not. Can you swear in your podcast? You can do what <laughs> you want. Fuck about people think about me. <laughs> as I can learn and grow. That's, that's, the, that's the best thing. So for me, what, mm. what do I have? I've got a second life. Wow. Wow. It sounds like a complete sense of freedom, which is so rare. And, and uh, a sense of really knowing what you can only really expand yourself when you actually know who you are. And, 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 and you, you do start. We, do, we, do, we, do we ever know who we are? But it's, yeah, that's an exploration. It's a constant exploration. But we need, to know ex- we need to know at least what our value systems are. And we also need to know what our limits are. And it sounds to me like you've defined those and you're actually pushing some of those, which, which is really amazing because that's the point of growth. When you push those, those, where you think your edge is, when you push further, that's where you really, really grow. And, and you've, growth lies. that's where growth lies. And, and you've become okay with constantly pushing that, that edge. And that's a but sense I'm, of freedom. Just to get back that, that uh, what you said, the, oh, people often say, oh, no, but I, I know who I am now. And mm-hmm. they're 40 or 50 or 60. And I beg to differ. I, you said it there. We always change. We always learn more. The, the, the person I think I am now, even though I'm very content, like I've just prophesied to you, I'm beautifully content. <laughs> but yes. in 10 years from now, I'm going to learn some more and get some more new information and 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 learn some more uh, stuff from other religions or whatever i mean i'm just Mm. making stuff up now and so is the person i'm going to be then the same as now probably not so it's a constant change who i am so we could this is such a a nice nice subject because the core of you tends to stay the same. So you've now established, you've, you've gone through a massive reinvention of self. And you've got to a place where you've got a very good feel of what your truth is. We, know, we, we have a sense of what our truth is and, and what, what, what lines we won't cross. Okay, this stage of our lives, we, we're kind of pretty sorted in terms of these are my value systems this is this is the mm. core of me and if someone asked me to do whatever that is there that's beyond my edge i'm not okay with that so i think yeah. that the, the core the, the 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 true things that remain sort of consistent which is value systems principles um uh, maybe even purpose, if your purpose, if your vision is big yeah. enough, maybe that may even stay similar. Everything else is fluid. 
what we learn, who we hang with, our profession, um, the places we visit, the people that come into our lives, uh, the religion we want to be part of, all those things can be fluid and can change or bring out different aspects of our personality, I think. That's what it does. But who we are in our core, I think that at this stage... Is, is pretty solid sure. and and it just depends on on, on what because you just mentioned purpose purpose that's also some mm. people like always hear people go mm. i know what my purpose is now and i'm going i, I don't know I, I i kind of feel right now i've got a purpose Mm-hmm. But can that change? Can your purpose change? Uh, it can, absolutely. It, it can absolutely change. Unless it is something so all-encompassing. And so um, the magnitude of it is, the vision of it is so big that, you know, even if you go take twists and turns, that, that ultimate vision is still there. Mm. But yes, it can. Because as you morph and change and grow and introduce new things into your life, what was purposeful before may not necessarily be purposeful for you now. So it, it, it certainly can. Um, so certain people, for um, you know, like one of my purposes in life is so all-encompassing, it's actually really more just, it's more an, an ethos of my life in, and in what drives me, and that is to enrich, to enrich others. That's what I feel is my sole purpose, no matter whether it's a call or a meeting or a whatever it is, have I left that person more enriched than before their interaction? And I live my life purposefully in that manner. I don't think that's going to necessarily, I may have a different mission now and again. <laughs> so I see a mission and a, and, a, and a purpose different. So I may be on different missions and I may be driving this particular movement now and maybe that project then or, and, and, you know, take a little bit left fields and, and go off on a sabbatical now and again, my mission changes. But ultimately to me, the core of me is I want to enrich and, and, yeah. and, and I want to live my life in a way that I, I enrich and feel enriched and do enriching things. And it's interesting, at some point in my life, my life was all about rich, being rich. There's a, two little letters that changes the whole essence of it. It's not anymore about being rich. It's about enriching. So different, yes. subtle difference. But that I truly believed was my core purpose on this planet was to make so much freaking money and cross all those barriers and show that my family history of struggle financially wasn't mine. It was like a crazy purpose I had, which took me places. Yet when I became a little bit more, well, life experiences, burglaries, guns to your head, changes you a little bit. And I realized, actually, that's not my core purpose. It's to yeah. enrich. It's to impact, not make millions. Impact millions became my my vision. So you, yes, I totally with you in terms of certain things that can change. Yeah, wonderful. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. So there are certain. You know, I, I want to. We've gone into such a nice. I don't want to actually go back. Your master disaster talk, there must be a core message in there. If it's along the lines of what you've shared or 
is there something else that comes through that? Because that was such a, a, a deeply meaningful talk for you that encapsulated so much of your journey. What, was the, what would you love for people to take away from, from that, that uh, talk? Well, I mean, I've, 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 I've touched on, on, on most of them, but what I can just add is that for me personally, mm-hmm. so the, the, the fact that I started talking about it was also a, very much a healing process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you, uh, whenever, when I'm in a, sometimes I'm, a, I'm at a braai and I, when someone's talking and I can see there's something, you know, and when that moment is right, I'll, you know, say something, I'll tell my little story to that person. And that is being vulnerable, right? So what I'm doing is being vulnerable. And so mm-hmm. often I see when I, when I do my talks or whether I am at a brand, I talk to someone and I can see it's difficult. And, and when I'm vulnerable, people change towards you. So one thing I've learned out of this whole thing and talking to people is that sometimes you need to not hold your cards closed. Don't, don't okay. like in, in, in this case, tell people, listen, I went through a tough time. It's okay. It's okay not to be okay. We're all just human beings. <laughs> we, we're no supermans here, all of us. We just live in this world that's fucking hard. It's pressing sometimes. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's not. It's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's the biggest thing. And being vulnerable in front of people, talk about my stuff. Because the minute that, the minute you do that, the minute, minute you're vulnerable, people change towards you. They open. All of a sudden, they start mm. talking about their stuff and ask questions. So, for me, that's possibly the only thing I can add there is that it really mm. helps me by doing those talks. Not only, hopefully, other people, but it helps me every time I do that. Like, even like today, now talking about this. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm sharing. I'm a little bit vulnerable, like it's an open wound. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me feel good. Absolutely. And I mean, the, the amount of people, by you being willing to open and share your experiences, the many lives that it impacts, I mean, that's abundance that comes back to us in, in, in ways we can't even fathom by just sharing our insights because there may be how many people we don't know that just need to hear what it is that you're sharing just this minute. So you know what I love about what you're talking about in terms of being vulnerable? So there's, there's an interesting picture in my mind in terms of like legacy thinking. So you have these big, brawny rugby guys and there's the Afrikaans culture as well and many cultures where, you know, not only Afrikaans, where it's like big boys don't cry and, you know, it's, you don't talk about these things as a man. You, 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 you hold this exterior. And what you're talking about is something completely different. It's, a mo- it's, it's the modern version, modern man, you know, and, and you found it to be so powerful in your life. Tell us how that just being able to just be you, you know, not have this thing on your head as oh, you're a man, you have to be in a particular way. How do you think um, the, um, the, the qualities of, of men, what you portray in this 21st century should change? Because that is something that we all as male and female needing to, to adopt and uh, adapt. Mm. How do you think it's going to serve men today to be more vulnerable? Hmm. 
Very good question and a good point. I talk about this all the time. So, and it's not, I always mention it because I'm Afrikaans and I'm a South African, but I, I am 100% sure this is the case all over the world, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, I, I'm guessing that women talks about uh, tough situations easier than men. Uh, and this is, this is, this is not based on science or, or fact i don't know i'm just this is my mind thinking women talk easier they share easier with their friends um maybe they talk about difficulties easier men we don't right we do not talk about having a nervous breakdown we hide mm. that thing until mm. we die <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it, Talking about that in many men's minds is uh, weakness. So mm-hmm. You are the breadwinner, uh, well, for many years, uh, we are the breadwinner. You've got to make the money. You've got to make sure everything is fine. You can't look like you're not in control. You can't look like you're weak. And so I think what happens is people just crop up these incredibly difficult things in their minds and never, never really, you know, deal with these things. And you know, I, I can say this because every time I post something on social media or every time I, I release something about my, my story, I'll always get one or two or three messages from friends of mine that I haven't seen for a long time. And they'll just say, thanks for sharing. You will not believe it. I actually ended up at the psychologist uh, last year and I had to go on meds because I was stressed and anxiety. I said, yeah, no, we all, you know, we all go through that, but we don't. We don't and, and I think there are so many guys, and I only talk for guys, uh, that's, that, that go through tough times because life is tough. It's just yes. the bottom line. Yes. But, but guys, I think, feel like it's, it's, it shows weakness to go and talk to someone. I can just say I uh, try to uh, go to someone at least every month, every second month. I mean, I'm perfect. I've never been in a better space. Still, I'd like to go and just catch in, sit down for mm. an hour, talk mm. to the gang, what's been on your side. And every time something comes up, oh, just remember that, just do that. And so we, we, th- we, we think that we can solve all these mm-hmm. things by ourselves because we don't mm. mean, mm. we need sometimes mm. someone else to just sit down and talk to. Mm. It's so interesting. I see a man that, can, that, is, that allows himself to be vulnerable. I see that as a sign of strength. I don't actually see it as weakness at all. I, I see it as courageous. I see it as strength. I see it as substance. And I think those are the things that we need so much in our, in our world. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's just something to, to think about. And for us females too, you know, in, in the female world, uh, we've been maybe led to believe that we need to be more masculine and, and more dominant. And, and so even females have started to battle with being vulnerable. And so even for us, we've had to teach ourselves that it's okay to be vulnerable. It it, yeah. it really is, and, and it, that shows strength as well. Yeah. So, yeah. such a yummy conversation. Thank you. And um, I'd love to know, with all these things that have happened in your life, how would you define success now? What does that? What does success look like for you now? Redefined. Hmm. So, so my past view of success is very similar to yours money 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 mm. we are 
we are brought up in this world where uh, success is measured by how big your house is, how big, how much money you've got in the bank, how fancy car you drive, especially when you're younger, you know, you, mm. uh, it's obviously things that you like and you see people drive you, around you drive it. And so for me, obviously that was what I measured myself against. Mm. And so that, that has definitely changed. Of course, I want to be in a place where I don't have to um, worry about where the food comes from. I mean, that's absolutely perfect mm-hmm. to be driven. But it's not, it's not what it was uh, before. For me, and, and this comes back to meditation and understanding gratitude. For me, I, I'm just, and this is going to sound strange to people, but I honestly... When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do, I meditate on being alive. It, it is the small things in life that, 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 that is the big things in my life right now. Ooh, I'm gonna mm. use that. That's a nice saying. The small things are the big things. <laughs> I really, so it's not, it's not about the neighbor's next door house. It's not about the car. It's about waking up in the morning and not being part of the people that died last night. Mm. That's it. That we live wow. another day. Wow. We live another day. Joe Rogan, which I follow on my podcast, mm. he explains it in a nice way. He says, you wake up every morning, and by the time you go to bed at night, you get 100 points of energy. You can, you can, you can divide the points up in whatever you want. Call it energy for now. When you go to bed tonight, you'll never get the same 100 points back. They're gone. They expend it. Tomorrow you get a new 100 points. Mm. That is not going to go on forever. So every day when you spend your 100 points, make absolutely sure you spend them on good stuff, good people, making people feel better. Don't spend it on stuff that's empty. And so for me, that really is what I'm trying to lift, to lift uh, towards these days. Just expending those 100 points to the best you can. Wow, fantastic. How, how, how perception has changed, eh? Our experiences change what's meaningful and important to us in, in the most remarkable ways. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. And, and, and when, you, when you look at life in that way, you can go to bed at night and go, okay, so how did I spend, how did I expend those 100 points? So you have a bit of a measure as well. Not, yeah. you know, these big, hairy, audacious goals that may take you 10 years. Every single day becomes then a beautiful measure of yeah. success because those 100 points is determined by something so different and, and that you can accomplish in a day. Which is and, and there's going to be incredible. You don't spend those hundred points wisely. We're human, right? So yeah, like you say, at night you go and you go. Okay, I did fuck up a little bit over there. I'm careful <laughs> tomorrow not to do that again. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And then tomorrow, do you get a new hundred points? What is the slate wiped clean? If you're lucky. Okay. If you're lucky. Hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so, Pasop, watch out. <laughs> so, if you were given, if your mic was a mic that was able to broadcast right this minute to the 7 billion people on this planet right now, what would you love to say? Hmm. So much. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all night. 
and 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 I've probably said said most of it, but and I'm not I'm not I'm not a tree hugger. Uh, I love nature. I I I also do understand that we only live in a cycle, so um, people are going absolutely crazy about uh, animals going extinct, plant life going extinct. Um, it is only a cycle, and I know that in a billion years from now there might be something different on the planet, and that is life. This rock will always be a mm. but. I, I, if I can speak to the people, it's just this, that we have to somehow try and look after this place that we live in. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, we, we only, if we're lucky, live here for 100 years. Um, in a billion years, this planet might be dead and rebirthed again, but we're not going to mm. be here. So right now we are, and this little rock is the only thing we've got. <laughs> Yes. In our lifetime, we're not going to go to Mars. It's not going to get there. So look after this place. That's really all I can say. The rest is irrelevant. Mm. Mm. Look after this place. Yeah. That's Lovely. And, I, and I'm sure as, as you do every day, look after your 100 points every day so that you may look after this place. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. As a final message... What would you say the key ingredient is to creating a business without barriers, to breaking down those barriers? Mm. So in my uh, history, I've been a professional sportsman and I've also been in various businesses in, in the last 10 or so years. And I would just say that the way that you treat the people that work for you, the way that you treat uh, your clients, and even the way that you treat your competitors, I think it's so important in this. In, in this world. Mm. Of course, we want to strive to be successful. We want to be the top company. You want to be the top salesman but not at the cost of um, just, you know, being rude or, 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 or not treating someone else with respect. So for me, it really comes down to, I've seen how in, in, in rugby, some coaches would build players and some coaches would break players mm. down. And, and, and even some of the coaches that break players down had success, granted. But I think, I think we really can, can still reach success by just being kind to other mm. people. Thank you. That's, thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. And thank you for showing us, um, AJ, in this, this wonderful hour. It felt so, so deep and yummy and, and it's already an hour and just shows you when, you, when you're in, engrossed in something that's of substance, the hour goes by so quickly. Not that time matters at all. But thank you for showing us what it actually, what it truly means to win. That's what I feel like you've shown us in this hour. It, it show, you Thank showed you us what the true substance is in terms of living, um, being so 
in gratitude for being alive every single morning, for sharing these beautiful pearls that you have with us, for showing your vulnerable, for being willing to be vulnerable so that we may learn from you. That is, that's such a gift. Thank you for sharing that. And for being this inspiring leader that, um, that has such a big heart. It's just the, the big frame and a big heart. What a, what a winning combination. So thank you for that and, and for your time today. And very importantly, for showing us that let's bring humanity back. Let's, let's bring it squarely right back into our, into our existence and into business. And uh, we'll be in good shape when we do. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It's been a fantastic talk. It's an absolute pleasure. So as we've seen today, um, and as AJ has, has so beautifully shown us in so many different ways through his nuggets of gold, that there are actually no barriers when we're driven by a human code that connects us rather than disconnects us, uh, that, and that connects us in love um, and calibrates for truth rather than us being decimated through, through misalignment and co-creates, co-creates value. And, and, and the, the, the uh, nugget of gold there being co-create value mm. uh, rather than exacerbating the problems. And then finally, something that you touched on as well, to celebrate in gratitude rather than denigrating. So let's unite and bring humanity right back into business and by doing that, together, we can create a new human story. Wonderful. 